You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. And another thing the Holy Spirit empowers us to do is this, love. Now, during Jesus' last week on earth, he told his disciples that he would be leaving and he wanted them to live and love exactly like he did. So can you imagine Jesus standing in front of the disciples and saying, hey, listen, guys, I'm going to take off. I'm no longer going to be present physically with you. So I'm going to ask you to live and love just like you've seen me do it. Is it easy to love the people in your life? Some people it comes naturally, but for the most part, people are just plain hard to love at times. It can be frustrating to see people the way God sees them. Our differences can be blinding at times, but God has given us the Holy Spirit to help us love the people the way that He would. Today in his message, Pastor Dion will encourage you by helping you to see the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. He's there to help you to love the people when they don't deserve it. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Galatians chapter 5 as he continues his message, The Holy Spirit Empowers Us. Paul urged the Galatians, the church in Galatia, also us, chapter 5, verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Read this last line with me. But through love, serve one another. That's what we should do, serve one another. We're saved to serve. And That's the very reason the Holy Spirit empowers every believer with spiritual gifts for serving one another in the body of Christ. In fact, the Apostle Paul wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14 as an instructional lesson on spiritual gifts. We could call that section of of, of Scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, we could call it you know, spiritual gifts one or one, or we could call it this, spiritual gifts for dummies. So let's look at it. Open your Bibles there to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's start reading with verse 1. And I'm also going to read from verse 4 to 7. Here's what it says. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be, everybody say the word, ignorant. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Read this last line with me. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to each one for the profit of... You guys got that? All right, so we've been saved to serve. It's what God expects from us. It's what Jesus expects, to serve one another. But you know, we've got a lot of meitis in us. A lot of selfishness in us. We have a lot of apprehension. I don't know if they deserve it. And so the Holy Spirit says, hey, listen, I'm going to help you. 
I'm going to empower you. Because you won't do it on your own. I'm going to empower you and give you gifts and the passion within to be able to serve one another because it's expected of us. And then, so the Apostle Paul pointed out that the Holy Spirit gives everyone a spiritual gift, a practical skill. Everyone gets one. The Holy Spirit gives Christians, every Christian, at least one spiritual gift. Because everyone counts, everyone in the body has a purpose, and everyone is responsible. No Christian is excluded or exempt. We all have a purpose and a responsibility. And so Jesus empowered us to serve, and he expects us to serve. Now, the gifting or the skill is for everyone in the church family. So everyone gets a special, unique gift to help to serve one another in the body. And here's the thing, and it's not for yourself. The gifting isn't for yourself alone. It is for what? Everybody. So, guys, don't be a crab. Crabs are selfish. Don't be shellfish, right? The Lord wants us to receive for ourselves, obviously, at church. But he also wants us to give of ourselves at church. I'm going to say it again, okay? So the Lord wants us to receive for ourselves when we come to church but he also wants us to give of ourselves here at church. But how can we give of ourselves if we don't know what the spiritual gift or skill that we've been given is? If we don't know what the skills are, how, 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 can, we, how can we, you know, exercise it? Well, the Apostle Paul identified the skills for us. The ones that the Holy Spirit gives us to bless people around us. To save some time, I'm going to summarize them for you. There's the gift of counseling. That doesn't mean sitting across from a desk from someone else. And, you know, no, it, doesn't, it, mean, it means being able to give godly, scriptural advice to other people. Not just experience, but godly, spiritual advice. Now, there are some people who have that gifting. that they just, it, just, it just pours out of them. And it's helpful to you because you were in a quandary. There was chaos going on or questions. And they gave you some godly counsel. There's also the gift of encouraging. These are people who just seem to have a gift, a knack of being able to encourage, to bring an encouragement, to bring kind of a, a peace, a help to an individual by sharing God's word by sharing a good word, a positive word, uh, an encouraging word. All right, that's one of the giftings. There's also the gift of illuminating. You know, someone who can, can, can kind of just give you that, those aha moments where they, they, whether they're teaching or they're sharing or they're just explaining. And all of a sudden you say like, I get it. I see it. I know it. The Holy Spirit gives those gifts. There's also the gift of, of preaching. There's the gift of inspiring. There's the gift of leading. There's the gift of caring. You guys got that? The, I mean, don't you love it when there's someone with a gift of caring? They see the situation and they, they immediately move into it. 
They see what the need is, and they immediately want to fulfill it. It doesn't mean that they have tons of money to be able to do it, but they have, some, they have something to offer, a shoulder, a strength, but they care, and you see it. There's the gift of healing, the skill of, of giving, I should say, of helping. And guys, the Holy Spirit bestows on every single one. one of you, every one of you got at least one of those gifts. And for your information, you know, consulting and criticizing is not a spiritual gift. So if you see something in the church that needs doing... Roll up your sleeves. Now, Paul went on to say in the passage that we read that if everyone does their part, everyone inside the church family, if everyone exercises their gift, everyone inside the church family will grow and flourish. I like something Henry Ford said. He said, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. But working together is success. That's what a church should be. Can you say amen? Not just coming together, because that's a beginning. We come together for a reason. Keeping together is progress. But guys, working together is success. That's what God intended from the body of Christ. Now, the evidence of the Holy Spirit inside you will be seen in His working through you. By serving the saints. Guys, that is an outward evidence of a Holy Spirit's inward work. Oh, whether it's sharing, counseling, encouraging, inspiring, giving, caring, all of those things, it's the Holy Spirit's work. It's the evidence that the Holy Spirit's working in you because it begins to work through you. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to share with unbelievers, to serve the saints, and another thing the Holy Spirit empowers us to do is this, love. Now, during Jesus' last week on earth, he told his disciples that he would be leaving and he wanted them to live and love exactly like he did. So can you imagine Jesus standing in front of the disciples and saying, hey, listen, guys, I'm going to take off. I'm no longer going to be present physically with you. So I'm going to ask you to live and love just like you've seen me do it. And the disciples said, Orale, we can't fly like eagles. We're just turkeys, right? To which Jesus said, Yeah, I know, huh? But he said, But don't worry, Jesus told them. In that conversation, Jesus said, But don't worry. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us live, empowers us to live and love like Jesus. In fact, the Apostle Paul explained it like this. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. The love of God hath been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit which was given unto us. So the Holy Spirit is the one who sheds the love of God in our hearts. He empowers us to be able to love like Jesus. So, what does the love of God that the Holy Spirit empowers us to live, what does it look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. And it's a verse that we've actually gone over. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Look at verse 4. This is the love 
that's been shed abroad in your heart. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. All right, so let's tease these verses out in practical terms. Love suffers long. What that means is it's patient. Here's what I mean by that. In case you don't know, love bears with the annoyances and inconveniences of others without complaint. Not just bears them. Not just bears those inconveniences and annoyances, mind you. But bears them without complaint. Holy smokes. And when it's been as patient as humanly possible, it's still kind. Guys, that love is in you. You have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to love like that. To be patient as long as it's humanly possible and still be kind. Now I know you're thinking, I don't know about that. But it's true. The Holy Spirit has empowered you. He's in there and can do that. Here's what else it said. Love doesn't turn green with envy. Love doesn't want what someone else has. Love doesn't compete with the Joneses or the Martinezes. Love doesn't say, I like what I have, but I like what you have more. Uh, it doesn't say that. Love is content where they are and with what they have. Content with where the Lord has them. Content with what the Lord has blessed them with. Listen. You don't need something new to be happy or to be content. The Holy Spirit empowers you with love and contentment. I knew this wasn't going to be, go over really well because it really steps on our toes. So if you can't say amen, just say ouch. Here's another thing we're told. Love doesn't strut around like an Arabian stallion trying to get attention. Love doesn't act like Miley Cyrus, Kim Kardashian, or that anchor man that we know about that announces, I'm really, really a big deal, right? He doesn't. Love doesn't do that. Love is not stuck on itself. It's not a show-off. It's not attention-hungry. It's not self-absorbed. It's not hashtag selfie on every, everything. It's not. Love isn't Pushing to be seen, to be noticed, to be liked. Love is more concerned with others than itself. Wow, when you think about that, right? The Holy Spirit empowers us to do that. Love isn't proud and arrogant, but doesn't have a swelled head. 
Love isn't conceited and egotistical. Love doesn't have a name tag that reads, Hello, I'm better than you. No! Love doesn't have that same attitude as Paris Hilton or LeBron James or Mel Gibson or Charlie Sheen. Love is humble, considerate, caring, and generous. It's not looking to be served, but to serve others. It's not looking at, where's that guy that washes the feet? I need my feet washed right now. Where's that guy who does the encouraging? Where's, who's, where's that guy that does, who's, where's that gal that, you know, is the caring one? I need somebody to care for me right now. Now, although we all have our needs, and the Lord wants to meet those needs, and that's the very reason we all have to exercise our spiritual gift, but also the fact is, I can't be looking around for always someone to meet my needs. I have to realize that I have a special gift that the Holy Spirit's given me to bless someone else to help them. Can you say amen? Love doesn't have a short fuse. Doesn't fly off the handle easily. Love does not need six months of anger management classes or a therapist or a stress ball. It doesn't. Love is never irritable, touchy, or overly sensitive. It doesn't growl, snap, bite, and retaliate. Love restrains itself. It has self-control. It turns the other cheek. Love doesn't keep a list of wrongs. It's not keeping score. It holds no grudges. It doesn't celebrate when the enemy falls or gets hurt or gets, you know, busted. It doesn't. You know, love doesn't say, ooh, karma. Love doesn't say, you know, love forgives and forgets. Say it out loud, it does what? Forgives. I like this quote that I came across. The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest. Hey, you might think that you can't forgive. You can't forget. The crime was too great. The hurt was too deep. You need your pound of flesh. But the Holy Spirit has made it possible to forgive and to forget. Remember that old 80s you know, song? You've got the power, right? To forgive, to forget. Love doesn't stop when it's tired or exasperated or rejected or ignored. It keeps on loving. Love is not cynical and suspicious. Love is loyal and unconditional. Love always looks for the best. Love gives the benefit of the doubt and never gives up on people. Listen, the Holy Spirit has empowered us to love just like Jesus. Has empowered us to love just like the love described in the verses that we read. So we have no excuse to be a jerk. Do we? Because the Holy Spirit has empowered us to share with unbelievers. The Holy Spirit has empowered us to not only to share, but also to serve one another. And the Holy Spirit has also empowered us to love like Jesus Christ 
The Holy Spirit works in us. And the Holy Spirit works through us, empowering us to do those things. To share with unbelievers, to serve the saints, to love like Jesus. You can do it. See, the Holy Spirit has already empowered you to. He's just, he's revving up the engine and saying, let's, let, you know, come on, put it in drive. Let's do this. So it's taking that action step. It's actually doing it. Father, we pray over our brothers and sisters right now. Every single one of us has been empowered by the Holy Spirit with some gifting. And Lord, sometimes we just need the encouragement, the thought to be able to do it, the inspiration. So I pray right now, Father, that they will be touched, they will be ministered to, they will be inspired. And Lord, that this week, you will either show them their gifting if they don't know it, open opportunities for them to share, and I pray that they see some wonderful and beautiful fruit as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. I know you're going to have some special opportunities this week to, to exercise that, right? There's a lot of unlovable people out there, and they're really going to get under your skin. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to have an opportunity to just love, right? There's going to be someone that's, you know, is going to be down and just needs an encouragement, or maybe you're just, it's going to swell up within you to share your God story. Share a little bit about God. Don't twiddle your thumbs. Put it in drive and watch the Holy Spirit use a bunch of rednecks like you guys, right? Like all of us, to do something extraordinary. I'll close with this. There's a story. You might be familiar with it. Jesus goes to a wedding, right? They run out of wine. You remember the story? Jesus' mom tells, the, you know, so whatever he tells you to do, she's asking Jesus to do something about it. And so she, says, she tells the servants, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. And Jesus tells the servants, go fill up these water pots. There's water for washing feet. Fill up these water pots with water. That's where they would draw the basins out of in order to go wash. It, it, was, it was also drinking water and whatnot. But they had been emptied with all the guests. And so Jesus says, fill the water pots up with water. And they go out and they do it. And then he turned water into... Now I want you to understand this. You and I are the servants. It's our job to just fill the water pots with water. Just share the scriptures. Share God's word with people. Let him turn that water into something supernatural. Let him do that miracle. You do yours, he will do his. I promise you. As we cling to the simple. Thank you for joining us here as Pastor Dion Cordova has brought you The Simple Truth. In this series, Pastor Dion has been exploring the foundations of the Christian faith. What is it that makes us who we are? What separates us from the rest of the world? Jesus made it pretty clear when he was talking to his disciples in John 13, 35, saying, By this all people will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. <laughs> that might be a foundational truth, but it's not an easy one. Consider the disciples. 
They all came from different walks of life. Jesus brought together a zealot and a tax collector who were quite simply enemies. Then he told them to love each other. What does that look like in your life? Do you know that love is to be your defining characteristic? That means wherever you are, whatever church you walk into, no matter if they look differently or do things differently, love is what you're called to do. If you're looking for a community dedicated to that principle, come and see us. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We have services Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. And if you'd like to jump into a Bible study with us midweek, come by this Wednesday evening at 7. We'd love to have you. All this information and more can be found at tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. Head on over there now and check it out. We're at the end of our time today, but we hope to see you again when we come back with The Simple Truth. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we stand.